Hello and welcome to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast series bringing you information and news about the latest trends, technologies and concepts facing the IT industry today. This show is brought to you as always by Arrow Electronics. We hope you enjoy the episode and if you do, please leave a review or rating on your preferred podcast platform. It helps others find us. Hello and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth. I'm Richard Holmes, Business Development Director for uh, IoT, uh, Arrow ECS, and joining me on this edition of Bandwidth, which we're recording in Munich at uh, Electronica 2018, is one of my colleagues, Mr. Rainer Bauer. Rainer, you've never been on the show before, so mm. this, is, this is your first time as a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself to the Bandwidth audience, and as we say to every new guest, who are you, where are you from, what do you do? So first of all, hi Richard, and welcome. And uh, yeah, who, who am I? Um, yeah, my name is Rainer Bauer. I'm working in the same team as Richard. So I'm in the EMEA uh, IoT team for ECS. And within that team, I'm a solution architect. Yeah, I'm based in Vienna. Yeah. So Rainer, being a solution architect and working on our team, I mean, obviously we, we, work, we work hand in hand. For those who don't know what an IoT solution architect is and does, could you just tell us a little bit about what the day job looks like? So, so what's your background as in sort of you know, the, the vendors and the technology you work with and, and what you do in a, in a typical day? Yeah, being, being an IoT solution architect is pretty much something that you are not able to describe within, let's say, <laughs> A sentence or two or three. Uh, it, it takes a little bit more time. Um, That's why we've got a podcast for this, you see. <laughs> yeah, this is how it works. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> no, um, to, to be honest with you, um, being an IoT solution architect means that at the moment um, you have to know a lot of things from completely different parts of a solution. So what does that mean? First of all, you have to know what is out there. Meaning we have different vendors in our portfolio, to name a few. We have Microsoft, we have uh, AWS from a cloud perspective, we have NetApp from a storage perspective, we have IBM uh, Bluemix from, from, again, a cloud vendor thing. Um, but on the other hand, these are, these are typical things that you would, would uh, connect to an IoT solution. Mm. But on the other hand, as being an, an, an employee of Arrow, you also have to know about the other side of IoT, about yeah. sensors, you have to know about gateways. But from, from an ECS perspective, you have pretty much to know what is out there because we are, we are not the electronics specialists, right? Yeah. So our job is just to find the right people, to find the right technology and connect them to our partner landscape on the one hand. On the other hand, but you also have to think about, okay, I have one piece, which is a piece of hardware. Now, it, and, and, and this is how I always describe it, what, what, what is Arrow as a whole doing? I'm always saying, okay, we have, we have two different parts of a solution. The one part is the, uh, the data generation part, which is pretty much global components. Yeah. And then we have the ECS part, which is from my perspective, the much bigger and complex part is using that data and making money out of it. And that's pretty much what, as a solution architect, I have to do together with, with, with Richard uh, um, at the end. But 
we have we have to think about okay i'm getting some kind of data like let's say a temperature or pressure or whatever and then okay what do we do with that data so mm. we have to on the one hand we have to bring it through the gateway to some kind of cloud being in a public cloud or being at a, a, a private cloud and then we have to do the analytics part and then you have to think about okay if i have done the analytics i have the final data out i have to bring it into the customer application because then just having it in a dashboard is not enough from my perspective. We have to influence the application that is running at the customer today to gather more out of it at the end to save the, 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 the customer money at the end or bring money somehow. Uh, you know, I, I love how you've explained that there because for me, yourself, Mark, our other solution architect, you guys are really essential to us because you, you bridge that divide between the edge and, and operational technology yeah. and, and IT technology and mm -hmm. that's I from from my work and my experience that can be really hard to do because our customers our vendors come from one of those two worlds it's very rare you do find it but it's rare to find businesses and individuals who who have experience across the board and just to your last point, not just understanding the technology, but understanding what the business driver is. I'm one of the key things I I find when I have you join me in a meeting or on a call is one of the first questions that you ask is not technically what is a customer or a client trying to achieve, but why. Pretty much, it always goes. It, it, the questions that we are asking are always about the business use case behind. Yeah. We have to understand the business of the customer and where is the pain point. Pretty much, if it's, an, for example, an existing solution and he wants to become more effective, um, he wants to get more money out of the the, the, the actual solution. Um, we have we have to understand where where is the pain point, or if he wants to to have a new business model applied. Um, then we also have to understand, okay, how do you make money with this solution? Um, so first of all, we have to understand the business of the customer, then we can think about the technical solution to achieve what the customer really wants at the end. Mm. But one thing, that, that, that's one thing for, for, for work as a solution architect, but there's also another um, part of, of the job that, that, that becomes, I guess, even more important um, especially when you look at uh, our position as a, as, a, as a IT distributor, at least at, at the ECS point of view, yeah. is that a lot of our resellers, our partners out there, together with, with also the vendors, the, the, the vendors have some, some, some product, some kind of software or hardware, and you have the resellers and then you have the end customers. And most of our resellers, I guess, do not have a clear strategy. Okay, how, what do I do with IoT? How yes. does that influence my business I'd and my business model? And there's one thing that we should do, and, and we are doing more and more, is taking our resellers and say, okay, let's do some workshops together. Let's find out where is your place in that IoT play in the future? Where can you participate? And how can we, as as a team, as a, as a partnership, go that way together for the next years, let's put it that way. So this this is something, I guess, which will be more and more important. Um, there is so many different 
options out there, I'm not talking about technology, when you just look at how many IoT platforms are out there. Last time then I was, was doing a Google search, it was 465 or something like that. So 465 yeah, IoT, IoT platforms. platforms. Yeah. Um, so now you have to choose between, yeah, there's this, there, there are the big ones that everybody knows, you know, yeah. Microsoft Azure and uh, IBM Bluemix and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But then, then you have some, some, some small niche players out there as well. And then you, you as, as, as a reseller, you have to decide, well, which one is the right one to go for solving that problem that my already customers or future customer has or will have. And, and I guess this is something where Arrow will be in like, you know, a spider in the middle of a net connecting the right persons together or the right teams together with technology and, yeah. and, and finding the end doing together with them the project management. I guess this will be a central role for Arrow in the future. We often use the term in, in our business development work of Arrow being an aggregator, but yeah. I really do like that spider at the center of a web where you know, we can, through all the work that, that people like yourself do, we can help suggest, guide, and point partners in the right direction. You talk about working with, um, with partners, and, and I draw a real clear distinction between we're not here to build a business for a partner, we're here to help a partner build their own business. So you mentioned the workshops and enablement. That's a real benefit, a real strong part of what what you guys do as solution architects really is is to help partners learn for themselves and to have the skills in their particular area of where they want to take IoT. That's that's something that you do quite a lot, yeah? Correct. Um, well, what we try to achieve is finding the right spot for the partner, meaning a lot of our partners, to give an example, um, are, are primarily based in the infrastructure play, right? Yes. So they are coming from data center part or, 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 or software part, they have a lot of time, they have no idea what, what do I do with IoT? And will, will it be a business model for me or will I pretty much die in the business? Will mm -hmm. I be, become not important anymore because everybody will go to the public cloud and uh, I don't have to do anything more? So it's a, it's a typical challenge around transformation. You're asking a business to change from what it's... Yeah what it's yeah. done yesterday from, from, from but tomorrow from, yeah from from my personal this is just my personal opinion is or um, is that that IoT is just a technology enabler yes for the subscription economy ooh <laughs> oh i like that yeah, yeah. But, uh, when you look at it when uh, in, in in the days when i was I mean, I was younger, let's put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> oh, we all, were, we all were in. <laughs> you, you went to a video shop and you bought a, a DVD or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, or a VHS if you want to go back even further. <laughs> <laughs> we could, but let's, let's put it that way. Um, and, and today you just, yeah, I have, I have no idea, Netflix, Amazon, Prime Video, whatever yeah. flavor you want to have it. But you're, and, and, and I think IoT is just a technology to enable this kind of economy in the future, this is something where our whole life will transform into, um, but this will take some time. I guess this is not done within the next three or four years. I guess IoT now has a hype, but it will take time. When you can remember, I guess it was in 2004 or something like that, this was the first time that I was hearing the term cloud. Or something yeah, like yeah that. it's not that long ago. Yeah. But it took it took more than a decade for it to actually mean something and to, to materialize mean and, and, and to yeah. and to that, that everybody understands yeah. what what the term cloud means, 
and that it's not the evil thing behind the next door. <laughs> you can remember everybody. It's not Skynet. <laughs> no, it's not Skynet. <laughs> but you, I guess you can also remember when, when, when they came up with that term cloud and public cloud and yeah, like yeah. everybody was afraid of, okay, they will steal my data and everything. But yep. they were bankrupt or whatever. So, and, and I guess it will be the same with IoT. Yeah. We have to find out where is the right place to put it and, and how to transform our business models into, into the new play. It will take some time, but it will come for sure. And do you find, um, I'm put, putting you on the spot a little bit with this, this next question, but do you find that partners will, will look to engage with a, a customer and, and work on a project with a view of, well, if I can make that project work, then I've the template to go and replicate that. So I've almost built a repeatable solution, a repeatable offering. Or do they take the approach of, I am going to build a set of skills and a toolbox which will effectively be my IoT proposition? Or is it both? I, I just wanted to say, you will have partners who are doing one one thing or one, one, one kind of yeah. what you described, and you will have pretty much partners who will do the, the, the other one, and then you will have ones doing... Bits of both. A, a bit of both, let's put it that way. Yeah. We're sitting in the middle. Well, on the, on the one hand, it always depends on what kind of business is the partner interested in or is able to do. And you need both because you, you need someone who is actually executing the, the, the IoT project, but you also need someone who is yeah walk, walking together with the end customer, mm -hmm. going the way and, 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 and pretty much giving them advice how, how to do and how to deal with IoT in the future. Um, and... So, and there will be, you know, the big ones like Accenture or whatever, yeah. who, who will try to do pretty much everything from the beginning to the end. We will see how, how successful they are. But, um, but I think it, 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 it needs both because you always need a specialization until, and to be honest with you, IoT looks quite easy when you look just shortly at it. But the more you look and the deeper you grab into IoT, the more you see how complex it can become. Um, to give an example, when you have a typical IT project, yeah. you have two, three, maybe four partners working together. I was yeah. going to ask you, do you see partners working together? Because I yeah. certainly do in the UK, and, and yeah. I think from what we speak about, yeah. you do in that region as yeah. well, yeah? When, 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 when you look at an IoT project, you will never have an IoT project having just two, three or four partners. No. I guess you will be somewhere, let's say, at least 10 or even more. Now I've heard you say uh, that before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so so this is this is where I think and it might be that there are coming completely new partnership programs as well so that for example ju just just to an, an, an idea I have no idea if it's it's really possible but as an as an as an as an example it could be also that not Arrow is selling to the reseller and they are selling to their, their end customers. Mm -hmm. It could also be that we are selling or we are, we are buying services and goods from a reseller and from multiple resellers, combining them together, doing some project management and then sell directly to the end customer. So it might be that we have also some kind of change in the business model in our own. We see this as a team where, yeah, there's almost a, yeah, there's not a week or a month goes by where somebody in our team's sending out a, hey, look at these guys. Hey, you've done it in the past with, with me, and I know I've done it back to you, and you go, oh, that's interesting. Not sure, if it's, not sure if it's that interesting today, but it's really good to know about that. And it, it, it makes us 
open our eyes to say, well, this isn't just that traditional supplier-customer relationship anymore. It's how can how can that customer, if they've got a real specialism or a USP, how could they help maybe unblock a project or, or move another customer's business on with what they do, where it's where it's complementary and not there's no real competition in there. Do you see what I mean? I, I think that will happen at the end. Um, what, what we, we have it at, at the moment, to, to be honest with you, we, we have that problem at least once a week where we, where we have, let's call it, a customer is looking for a solution and yeah. at the moment we have no idea how to solve it because at the end there, there are always two things that we have to, 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 to think about. The one thing is I need a technical solution but on the other hand, I also have to think about, okay, how much can it cost or how much is it allowed to, yes. to cost? Yeah. Because that if that the solution costs more than the problem, it's not a solution, is <laughs> exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. And this, this is something where we're, where we're always looking for, for, for new ideas. So something that, that, that we decided yesterday was that we will meet as a solution architect team, we will meet together um, Every two months, um, it will be probably in Munich, um, and then all the solution architects from ECS mm -hmm. IoT team and from from the Global Components IoT team will meet every two months and to talk about what are the new technologies that we are seeing from our portfolio to more or less give the other side an idea what what is out there, because often it happens that you go to a customer they are talking about a, a certain problem. And you can just remember, yeah, there was one thing a colleague was talking about. I have no idea what it was, but I know it is the solution for this problem. And then when you just have this information and yeah. you then can talk to the customer and say, well, I cannot explain it at the moment, but give us another chance, give us another meeting. I will bring in a, a super high specialist and he will explain the solution to you and then how to generate the data or how to measure or how to solve that problem on a technical way um, and then we will work together as global components ECS with the reseller with the end customer and then build the solution together we often have the thing uh, or the circumstance that we go to a customer have, having a solution in mind yeah and during the discussion with the customer we find out that the customer has a few valid points which make more sense from their business perspective and we then decide to do the design together with the customer this is also something that will come up more and more in the future i guess that customers will also be part of the design process and we have to pretty much adopt to that as well but again that's what gives our our uniqueness because we've got areas of specialism ranging from right down at the, the center and the sensor and the silicon level all the way up to, to cloud analytics visualization data management apis apis yeah integration yeah, yeah i was i was gonna the, I've, i don't have enough fingers <laughs> to count to count them off yeah but but I, yeah yeah um, that's couple of last things because sure. believe it or not we're we're well we're well on our way to a full episode never mind a mini episode <laughs> okay for you what trends, what areas of business problems do you think are, I shall say, popular? Is there anything that comes up time and time again this year so far for you? Or, or is it just so wide-ranging across so many different verticals? 
I see one thing coming up in the future more Ooh. and more that yes. that that I Let's think talk will future. be. Yeah, come on. <laughs> no, what 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 I think is that we will see more and more cameras being used as a sensor. Oh. Yeah. Um, Explain, please. Yeah. Uh, well, the the background is that first of all, whenever it comes to something moving. Let's put it that way. If you want to, to, to control something, is it in place? Is something being shifted from one place to the other? Is okay. someone going through a certain area or something like that? As, as long as you can explain it with a video, we will be able to train an, an algorithm. Machine learning. Yeah, some kind of machine learning, yeah, to, to recognize this pattern. And this will solve a lot of problems in the future, but it will take time. We are now able to do it on a small IoT gateway. We are able to do video analytics with certain kinds of machine learning algorithms on it and to recognize already a few things. So if somebody is entering a building, leaving a building, is he staying for too long time or whatever, what is he doing? We can do this already on a small uh, Qualcomm CPU. So this will become more and more effective and the more you train these algorithms, the more you get out of it. And you will, we will see pretty much cameras who, has a who have a small board in the back of them and they will do this kind of analytics on the camera itself. So you will buy some kind of camera saying, okay, I want to do some people counting. Okay, then you buy a people counting camera, put it somewhere and you just have to, via the, via the software, you just have to tell the camera, okay, this is the entrance, this is the exit, and then just do the people learn counting, le learn it, yeah. And then, it, but the, the pattern, how does a person look like? How does uh, a mother with, uh, with, with a baby, or, or how does a dog look like? Yeah. This will be already trained, and you will already buy these kinds of cameras for any kind of, of application that you need in the future, because it makes things much more easier if you can do it via visual recognition mm -hmm. than doing it with, I have no idea, RFID technology or something like that. Yeah, an overly complicated yeah. multiple, com multiple yeah. component solution. Yeah. And the other trend that is also going together with that uh, trend from my point of view is grabbing more data, more personalized data. You know, we have the, well, you have, you have for example, the, in Europe at least we have the GDPR. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, we do. But when you when you look a little bit around at Electronica, you see a lot of retail solutions, for example, mm. showing you, okay, when you're entering a store, okay, um, you're 41 years old, you don't have a beard, you're a male, you look quite happy, you know, all these kinds of things. And just by having, let's say, 0 0.3 seconds of a video stream. So yeah. I think this is coming also... So you it can start to tailor advertising in the store or yeah, tailor that's offers the, yeah. that you're going to push yeah. out to yeah, it, it might that be also reward that app or, or that, um, yeah, it, that it, user app. Yeah. Give, give, give an example. You know, we, we all have these, these uh, store cards. You know, from yeah, I yeah. have no idea, whatever. Yeah. Th think of it maybe the other way around. So you have a little camera in the back where on, on, on the cashier. And when you go there and you want to pretty much pay your, I have no idea, shoes or jeans or whatever. Yeah. yeah that the camera in the back will just recognize you and say, oh, hello, Mr. Holmes. We know who that is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He will then talk to you with your name if you want to. And that is also, from my point of view, the danger. And this is where, and now I come to the final point. It gets, it gets creepy real quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one thing. But the other thing is that with IoT, we also produce a lot of data, but we also have to think 
about the data and the security of it. And that will be, I guess, the second huge trend that more and more people become, or also companies become aware of, we have to build in security at the beginning because it never worked, in the, as we can see in the past, yeah. it never worked that, that you can put security afterwards into the solution. Um, you have to build it into the, the solution it, uh, directly. So I think security will be also a big thing in IoT for the next years. And that will be an enormous complex thing. We've had brief discussions about this, haven't we? I, it surprises me how low on the agenda security appears to be today when it comes to IoT. Yep. Yeah, yep. IoT solutions, IoT services. And the analytics piece when it comes to video as well, I think, and that's really interesting as well. Um, because it's by pushing analytics to the edge, you can reduce the costs of being able to deploy that type of service because not only do you get that instantaneous pro processing at source, you're shipping less data across the network because of that if earlier processing, yeah? If, if you would try to, to upload all the video streams or whatever. And do the analytics and the in the data center or on the cloud. Yeah, yeah. This it's just never gonna work, work is it? The, the, the network or the internet would, at the moment, is it. not, is, yeah, it, it would not be able to carry that much information at the moment. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy. If you look at the figures and the numbers that are there, what, what, what the predictions say, and if you just not take the higher ones, if you take the, the, yeah, yeah. the serious ones, let's put it that way, uh, the, the numbers are unbelievable. And uh, I think that there is only one solution and that's edge analytics. You have to do the calculation directly or as, as close as possible to the sensor. Let's put it that way. Well, Rainer, it's been absolutely fascinating. It always is talking to you. So thank you very, very, very much for joining us. And I wish you a very successful Electronica. And I hope you'll be back on the podcast again sometime soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth. If you'd like to hear more, please click and subscribe to our channel on your preferred podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Arrow Global or learn more about us at our various websites, including www.arrow.com. Thanks for listening.